I don't care about the economic status you are. I don't care about the size and stature. I don't care about your creed, your ethnicity, your race. All I care about is you being your biggest self at whatever you do, being the biggest mentally, being the biggest when it comes to your emotions, being the biggest when it comes to pursuing your goals, pour positivity in me. And so I needed, again, to step away and get out of my own way. And when I did that, I saw a mission and it's literally how I started Big Ass Joggers. Hey guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. So today we're sitting down with Lou Alexander. Lou Alexander is a former NFL player. He is a father, an entrepreneur, an investor, the founder of an amazing clothing brand called Big Ash Jogger, which he's gonna tell you all about because it is a brand with such a strong why, mission, vision, purpose behind it. And you all know how I feel about brands with strong, compelling whys about it. Because with anything in life, there's that quote, that saying that I love, (laughs) have a why that makes you cry. And when you're connected to that why on such a deep level, man, the mission and the hunger and the trajectory of where you can take that business venture is immense and beyond. And Lou goes all in on sharing that journey. But beyond that, Lou is so inspiring because of his whole background. So he comes from very humble beginnings. He's one of 10 siblings. He was raised by a single mom and really what he's created for his life is incredible. And I think that there's so much growth and knowledge and inspiration that comes from truly hearing other people's stories. And this is why I'm like so passionate about podcasting because you can go deep and you can hear that story on, on social. We're always just seen with the highlight reels and we see someone where they're at. But when you hear the journey about what it truly takes to get to where they are. And when you get to peel back those layers and hear the the true nature of that story, man, you have such greater appreciation. You have so much knowledge and you can truly soak up all the this wisdom and grow from it. So that's exactly what I hope you guys get in this podcast. All the value, all the positivity, all the inspiration, all the growth, and take even if there's just one part of this journey that resonates, take it with you, let it serve in such a catalyst to add into your journey and your Rolodex of knowledge and wisdom. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you love it, it would mean the world if you would subscribe and give us a five-star review and rating on iTunes. And I'm sending you guys all the love and good vibes and let's dive into the episode. So, hey guys, we are back for another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. And it's such a special one because I'm in my new place and I've, it was my goal since when I moved out here to have a place where I could host and shoot content and have amazing entrepreneurs and leaders and thought leaders in the space like we have today, who I'm going to say it in a second. Um, I've literally been waiting to announce it even like during this. If you guys follow me on Instagram, yeah. you will see it because I haven't even announced that. I'm just so excited to like have this space to to host, 
guests and I'm sitting with our very first Beautiful. guest, Lou Alexander. Thank Lou, you. Thank, thank you, you so much for being on. Oh, of course. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, this is a beautiful place. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Coffee and a good vibe. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have a good vibe. Not, no coffee right now, but I'm excited to have a good vibe. Like evening. Exactly. We got the food, though. We got the food. We got the liquid IV. We got the food. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah, you told me to eat on it, but I'm going to make sure that I don't sound like a, a lion snacking on a gazelle no, here. I was like, you're an athlete. Because I don't know about you guys listening but like how can you be i if i get hangry i'm just not as oh happy gosh. and then i'm six four i'm six four 240 pounds when i was 300 former pounds. nfl player yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep yep i was three i was 340 pounds so now i'm even losing 100 pounds since 2018 it took me two years um i lost 100 pounds over two years i would eat so different really i'm really um, typing all that too because i know yeah. people listening Super into health and wellness. Yeah. Like the whole background of yep. of being an athlete and then even your brand, your merch, oh, yes. right? Yes. All of it. But okay, let's start with your story. I know you probably yeah. get asked this a lot. Um, could you give us, give the people a little bit of background on the story about like where you're from? Because we were chatting a lot and yeah. this is so important because where you came from, a lot of people we were, we were just talking about Absolutely. this before we were rolling. Like people see you as like, Wow, Lou, like, must be nice. Like, you've always had life so easy. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful baby boy, beautiful yeah. life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy yeah. life, happy life. Right, 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 right. But it's like, yes, that's like, it is your current, like, it is a beautiful life, but sure. you totally worked for everything that sure. you have. So oh my gosh. I will, I, I will be remiss not to mention the work behind it. And I think, you know, we were just chatting, you know, our generation and just people in general. Obviously, you know, they're so captured by the, the 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 filter life that we live in and in social media where they forget about the grind. And just to give you guys a little background, I'm from Linwood, California originally. That's the inner cities of Los Angeles, uh, a little bit south of actually where we are now. I grew up one of ten and um, a single parent. You know, my mother raised us. Uh, my father, um, unfortunately, his life was taken at an early age of mine, uh, at a pivotal time for a child. I was five years old at the time and it was very pivotal for me to, you know, walk in the door the next day and see that, you know, you don't have access to that male figure. But luckily, my family is so tight knit and we've kind of, you know, stayed strong through that process. And we understand, you know, the importance of family. And my mom was the center point of that. She was a focal point. You know, she raised nine of us. She raised 10 of us to be better men, better women every single day. And, uh, you know, I got to pay her all the respect and just the honor of taking mm -hmm. us through that. But yeah, so growing up, ah, my gosh, you struggle with a lot. You struggle with a lot. I was talking about this on another show. I had $20. My mom had $20 to her name one week to support nine kids. And, you know, when I tell this story and I even talk to my, my, my wife about it, she still sometimes looks at me and she's like, how does she do it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we used to always eat things that can feed an army because my brothers were all stature like me and they were grown men at the time. <laughs> so, you know, and when I say grown men, they look like grown men, but they were 15 years old or 16. But my mom used to go to the store and she would literally buy pastas and rice and big, huge party packs of meat and stuff like that. And, and that stuff was at our local, you know, discount like shopping stores. So those weren't things that we were going to like the pavilions and Trader Joe's and, you know, all the things that we're blessed with now. It was no organic eating. It was just, you know, really eating what we can afford. Mm -hmm. And that $20 can take us a long way. And I think that mentality and seeing that at such a young age, mm -hmm. it made me the hustler. 
who I am today. You know, I have a fear. I have a phobia of not wanting to be broke again. You know, and so, so far from uh, you know, you know, so for me, I try to make sure every step of the way, it's always finding ways that I can compete with myself and not revert back to that little boy I once seen at five years old that looked at his mom struggling to support us. And, you know, to be in a position now where I can provide for my family and give my family all the things that they need to survive and all the things that they need to be just great people and great citizens of this world, not out, outside of the, the morals and the values, but I can provide a resource for them. And that to me is, is, is satisfaction. You know, it comes full circle. And I think I worked my butt off to get to this point for sure. Totally. Yeah. I know there's like so many parts to your journey as oh, well. Oh, it's a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when you guys hear like the things that Lou has done, oh, like, yeah, yeah. how did you even like, let's start from the, I guess, like when you went to school, how did everything start with football? Yes. Like, was that just like you were playing and you always had that talent? Like, how did that emerge <laughs> into what it was in yeah. a professional career? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, I wish, I wish I always had that talent and it wasn't something innate in me. I think what was always innate was competitiveness. Obviously being the youngest of 10 children, you're always competing, right? Mm -hmm. There's never a time where I'm not competing. Oh brothers. my gosh. Yeah. I, I have five brothers and five sisters oh, and, my, wow. and my sisters was just as competitive as the boys. So when you're competing daily and you're trying to compete with your brothers, it's just innate in you. So competition was easy, but I got my start by a coach by the name of Coach Springer. Coach Springer was a coach in Linwood, California that used to take kids out of impoverished areas and he used to bring them to play sports. Wow! And, you know, Coach Springer was an old time legend in where I grew up. And he, you know, he saw me one time and he said, man, you know, you got the size on you. I was a baseball player. And the reason being is I suffered from childhood obesity early. And that's because obviously, like I go back to that story, I couldn't afford things. My mom couldn't afford to feed us. So we were eating things that we could only have and everything was fried and it was bread. It was things of that nature. So I naturally grew in that size. Luckily, I was taller. So, you know, that already that physique was there. So I guess the God given part was just the stature and the genetics of it. But Coach Springer, he, he brought me to a field. I was a baseball player, you know, growing up and he brought me to a field and he said, hey, I think you have a real shot at football. And I stepped on the field my first time and I got my ass kicked completely. How old were you with this? Oh my God, I was 15. Wow. And that was the first time me stepping on a football field and I got my butt whooped. And I got my butt whooped by a guy, I will never forget his name was Ashley Palmer. Ashley Palmer was by far one of the best football players I've ever saw in, 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 in that, at that time. And I was like, holy, like he is a guy that if I want to be good at this sport, I got to compete with those type of guys. I took it serious. I started to have a growth mindset and I started to train every single day. Mm -hmm. I tried to make sure that every time I stepped out on the field, I had integrity. I had I knew that I was playing for much more than just me going out on the field for fun. I was playing for my family. I had the vision of my mother leaving the inner city and leaving the project home that we lived in. Those are the things that I really took into consideration. And um, that grew me into a beast. That grew me into a beast and that earned me a, uh, you know, after four years of playing in, in, in high school that earned me a scholarship to go to Syracuse University. And I had a full ride scholarship and the first person of my, of, of my family to make it to college. Wow. So that to me was already just like checklist. Wow. 
Yeah, That's yeah, insane. yeah. I, imagine your, I couldn't even imagine your mom. Oh, she cried. Yeah. She still cries. You know, it's funny. My mom is like this little Southern woman. She's from Dallas, Texas. So she's this little Southern woman and she has all these big boys. And, you know, it's funny because she still cries at the drop of a hat every time she lays an eye on us. And Aww. she cried for days and she cried a little bit because she's like, you're going to New York. And I went to Syracuse University for, you know, um, people that are listening in. You know, I went to Syracuse University and um, it was in New York and that was upstate New York. So that wasn't the city of, of New York. And when I went to Syracuse, being 3,000. She even gave me the exact mileage. She was like, you're going to be 3,269 miles away. That is what it is door to door from Los Angeles to <laughs> Syracuse. So, so she, she let me know that and she cried her butt off, but she was so happy that I was able to achieve a goal that wow. no one in our family ever been able to. And you kept going. I kept going. You kept going. I kept going. Yeah, and I kept going. And uh, I was a three-year starter at Syracuse and also studied communications and rhetorical studies. And I wanted to be a person that was a public speaker. Hence, some of the things that we'll talk about later on. Yeah. I wanted to be a public speaker and I wanted to understand rhetoric. I wanted to understand how do I get people to shift their disposition when I'm talking to them. And I studied that. Um, and I studied how I can be an emotional speaker. I studied philosophers like Cicero and Plato and all these guys, right? So there was a lot to me for sure. Isn't but crazy? Yeah. Kind of, I'm not trying to like stereotype, but some people might just be like, oh, He's an athlete. Yeah, you're an athlete. No, no, for sure. For sure. No, for sure. No, for sure. I wanted to uh, study philosophers. What, what do you think inspired you to study like philosophy and have that spark there? Yeah, I would love the way, and during the time I was in college was a time uh, during Obama's presidency. I would love the way that he would get up and speak in he front speaks. of... Amazing, so articulate, so articulate. you know, he speaks with conviction and confidence and he's able to draw out a story. And I've always paid attention to storytelling. For some reason, even at a young age, my dad, you know, I see uh, old videos and he used to, you know, tell stories to my brothers and sisters. But the stories were so, they were made up where you would think that they were believable. And he would tell so many great stories. Like I'm, when I say great stories, I mean just about like, a fox that got a sock. And you're like, well, how does that even make sense, right? But like, he was just that great. He was just that great. So that's what really got me into it is that I just always wow. wanted to be a storyteller. You know, so going into being a storyteller and seeing how people will, you know, conduct an audience, I wanted that rush. I love hearing people be inspired and motivated by your words because that is a trigger. You know, if you can trigger somebody with the words you say in a positive light, that's what I was always pushing towards. So yeah, I studied that in college. I studied philosophers in college. And um, luckily, you know, I was a great athlete where I got the opportunity after to uh, go into the NFL yeah. and play in the NFL. Yeah, and that was where everything started, where I feel like the uphill battle started. Literally, the other uphill battle. And, and people might say this too, like, you made it to the NFL, how was it an uphill battle? Yeah, like, like smooth sailing. Nah, that's it. Literally, it was where things started like for me because now i felt like that little boy again <laughs> no no tell all yeah yeah like, so what was this journey like yeah so that journey was interesting because you know i a lot of fame a lot of fame, mm -hmm. lot of fame and i stepped in young i was 22 years old 
What's the average? Average is 20, 20, uh, 21, 22. You know, if, if you go into college at 18, you play into your junior year, you're typically, you know, 21, 22. That's ideal. That's ideal. That's ideal. That's standard. So that's typically what you see. So I was 22 years old when I went and just not having to stand in a line and a person saying, hey, no, you come here. Like wow. you come if you're if you're at the club, like, hey, come here, dude. Like you can get in. Like, yeah. nope, we're going to disregard all these people here. We know who you are. Come in and come chill with us in a club like that. And so when you are used to that lifestyle and it's continuous, you sometimes start to lose sight of reality. Totally. And you just lose sight of like, OK, what's actually left for me? And I lost sight of reality. I lost sight of reality. When you were in it, though, were when you I was loving in it, it, I was loving it. Yeah. Oh, I was loving it. I was loving it. I just love that I can touch people through a sport, and it was only—it's just a sport. It's just a game but that people, especially Americans, take it. Like that's the holy grail. Like, yeah. Jesus. You're Jesus. Yeah. No, for real. No, that is it's the truth. It's the truth. They, 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 they think yes. that we can walk on. Yeah, that's hockey in Canada, right? Yeah. yeah. Here, hockey means nothing. Oh no, 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 no. It's like hockey. What? Yeah. Like playing on ice? We don't do that in California. No, yeah. no way. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no. They thought that I can walk on water. Like that's how it was. Like they thought that I was like a prophet or something. I'm like, listen. I'm just an athlete. I'm just a guy that has a job like anybody else. But at the time, I didn't think that way. Now that I look back, you know, you have this certain level of, of entitlement because you're like, I've made it. And there's a lot of young players. And people treat you too differently, so you're all the more to believe it. Like Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I always tell people today, keep a close support system. Mm -hmm. Keep people around you that can bring you back down to earth. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Family, both of us. Family's everything. Family's everything. Oh, my family treats me the same as if I was not in LA. As they should. Yeah. As they should. I think our family should be the ones that serve as that, you know. Grounding. Grounding. They're grounding. They're going to ground us. We need that because. We need it to keep up leveling and building because we never feel, when you're content and complacent. Oh, you yeah. You don't up level and grow no you don't you don't because now like i go back to growth or fixed mindset you have a fixed mindset you have a mindset that you can't be better or you can't acquire anything else or there's no learning you know and i think your family always tells you no like you need to be doing more i know my family does mm -hmm. that you know even with all the accolades and all the things i've been able yeah. to accomplish at 30 years old they're like no dude you still have a long life to live and now my wife is another added layer to that. So like if I go home and she's like, hey, you think you're hot stuff, huh? OK, cool. You know what? Let me tell you where you're not. You just forgot to take out the trash. You just left like stuff over there, clothes, wherever. Like so they bring you back to earth. For sure, for sure. But yeah, but uh, but going back to the NFL, yeah, they, they treat you a certain way. So that was how many years in the NFL? Um, So I played two years in the NFL. And then. I know we were talking about a little bit before, and then yeah. I was like, let's hear, hear how did that journey kind of like enter? I know that was just the end of to start something way bigger. I know, yeah. But yeah. like, how did that journey kind of like shift from the, leaving the NFL? Yeah, so that journey shifted because, you know, like I was talking to you a little bit offline here, is I was in a situation and not naming any names here, but I was in a situation with the agent that I was at, with, that I was with at the time. You know, he wasn't ideal for what I was looking for. And what I mean by that is he wasn't putting me in the right position and representing me the right way that allowed general managers in these organizations to look at me as a value. 
And I think that he had his best interest in, in mind mm-hmm. and not mine. And so sometime as a young kid, you can be naive. I grew up in inner city. No one never ever taught me about, you know, financial literacy. No one's ever taught me about how to read a contract, you know, and there's a lot of players that suffer with this. No one's ever taught me, you know, if you are training at another facility that once you sign your contract in the NFL, you are going to have to pay that agent or that facility. No one didn't tell me that because I would have stayed at my organization. I would have stayed at my institution at college and I would have trained for free, you know, before I got to the NFL. So no one never taught me that. So for me, it was more so of learning that. And my agent just had his own agenda. And so we parted ways and um, I found myself bouncing around from team to team over the course of seven months. And I was just done. I was done after that. I was ready to start my life. You know, I knew I had another life to start. I knew I had, you know, a good head on my shoulders. I, I, le- I learned a ton. I connected with great people. I can leverage me now. And I didn't need to leverage others. That's why I just stepped out of it in 2015. And I never looked back. Wow. I, I was going to ask that. And then you said you never looked back. I never love that. When you make a decision, you just know it's the right move. Oh, yeah. I never looked back. You seem very sure in every decision you make. Like yeah. anything you do, it's yeah. either a all in, hell yes, or hell no. Oh, 100%. And I see that all the time. It needs to be a hell yes or for anything in life. Oh, yeah. Pursuing a relationship. 100%. Going on a, a date, going anywhere. It's like yep. it's, you're either all there or you're not. Don't mm. half ass anything. Yeah, you can't. You can't half ass anything because if you do, you find yourself in positions that you don't want to be in five years from now. Yeah. It's you so know? good to have that self awareness. You have that's to. That's key. That's key. And a lot of people don't have it. Or they, it's unfortunate. Confidence they, just don't know. they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe in enough. themselves. And you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, you are worth more than something. You mm-hmm. are worth more than what you think you are worth. And you have to make sure. You have to bet on yourself. You have to bet on yourself. That is the biggest thing is betting on yourself. I took risks my entire life. But I ensured through courage and curiosity that I can bet on myself to get the job done. And I always knew whatever I was giving to others was going to be a value add to whatever they had to give me. So yeah, I just had to bet on myself. Damn, I love that. Yeah. And then after the NFL, cause I know what you do now, but how did you yeah. get into the amazing job you have and then starting yeah. big ass Jogger, genre, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about the job, honestly, I'm doing now. And I want to talk about big ass joggers because I feel like that's the real reason. It's the story behind big ass joggers is my life story in one brand. But totally. we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. But <laughs> so currently I'm a director of sales and technology. And if you look historically in, in business tech, the average director of sales is around 38 to 45. And the reason being is because you have to have proven success in sales and in technology because technology is a very, very hard nut to crack. Mm -hmm. Luckily, one plane ride changed my life and got me into technology. And uh, I was saying this on another interview, I had no money after the NFL. I found myself in a very unfortunate financial position where I just didn't have anything. I was helping a lot of people. I was not making the best deals. I was not doing the right things with my money. I also think like social media wasn't Social media. It's like NFL players say you see if they leverage social, they can have brand. They can have brand. I didn't have the brand deals. And you also had an agent. And I had an agent that wasn't looking out for me. You did have those brand deals. Who knows? It could have been different. Slide you in with a contract. But you know what? I'm thankful. And this is the reason why I'm thankful. 
I flew to Boston with no money in my pocket. I, I tell this story. I had $22 to my name, $12 in my account and $10 in my pocket that my wife and my, she was my girlfriend at the time, she gave to me. Mm. I was flying out to Boston and I was gonna live with my wife's parents at the time because I was ready to get out of LA. And as I'm on the plane, I see a gentleman walking down the aisle and I'm sitting right behind first class. He has a Rolex on, he has a nice, he has a nice tie on, nice suit, all these different things. And luckily he comes sit in the next, seat next to me so i'm like oh wow okay cool i'm going to spark a conversation if i have if i have the opportunity mm. and i talk about this thing of curiosity and courage what do i have to lose i have 22 dollars to my name what do i have to lose i can't even buy snacks on this plane right now because it's going to exceed the limit that i have in my bank account because i can't pay with cash <laughs> so i saw this guy next to me and um i saw him typing on his computer and i said hey man I, i'm just very curious of what you're doing Oh, he said, oh, yeah, this is what I work for. This is what I'm doing. And I asked him one question. And that one question was, can you help me? And asking someone a question of, can you help me? Opened up a whole nother layer of, how can I help you? And after that, I gave him a laundry list of things on how, I, how he could help and me. He was very receptive. And he was very receptive. And cut a long story short, we get off the plane. 10 days later, I meet with the guy. I meet with him for an hour and a half. Seven days after that, so it was about 17 days in total, he offered me a job. And that's how I got my start in my career. And I became one of the top sales reps in the state. I became one of the uh, top sales reps. And um, I was nationally notarized, all these things. Uh, I, I took a company that were, at, a t- at the time, they were about $200 million in revenue just by myself alone. And another other another rep, we actually helped grow the company 2x of where they were. I brought in as an individual contributor about four million dollars in revenue myself. And so that started to show that I had the wherewithal and I talked back the tactics and I talked back of talking and speaking. That's what it was. It was studying people. And yeah, and now I'm a director of sales and uh, I'm trying to kill a game. I'm trying to kill a game. And uh yeah, now we got Big Ass Jogger. I feel like Big Ass Jogger, though, birthed during that whole journey, right? Because you said in the beginning you lost 100, 100 pounds. pounds. 100 pounds. Lost 100 pounds in that whole entire journey. I was 340 pounds when I first started I, after the NFL. Um, in 2018, I was 330 pounds. I gained a little bit more weight, and then um, I got back up to 340, and I lost 100 pounds from 2018 to now. And so now I'm 240 pounds and I started Big Ass Joggers where it's a apparel line and a social movement where we inspire people to be their biggest selves at whatever they do. So obviously I'm big in stature, but you know, being your biggest self is a mentality. Mm. And, and that's where I started Big Ass Joggers. I am obsessed with the move because like when you describe the mission statement for it, it's so you. Yes. It's like everything you stand for yes. because Yes. We met at a, a work motion yes. LA. Yep, yep, shout out to yep. Benji and Sasha. Sa- shout out, shout out, shout out. Um, but when you show up, you show I up. show up. Because like, you are in a great way. Last person in the room, but in a great way. Yeah. Like, energy. You know, I, yeah. I love that because yep. I'm all about energy. And yep. it's like, when you go somewhere, 
what's the point of going if you're not gonna actually like show up in a powerful way? Yep. And you make sure you know everyone's name. Yep. You acknowledge everyone. Yep. And now you lead the workout. Yep. And everyone is just like, I see everyone because I know you. Yeah. But then I see all the new people that always come through and they're like, Who is that? <laughs> so like I know. just seeing big ass shocker and like with even your social media and like yeah. every single day, 6 a.m. Well, you're group. up at four, but like yeah. 6 a.m. you're outside, you have this routine. Yeah. Where did this all, these habits, I feel like you, obviously you're a professional athlete, you've always yeah, had yeah. habits ingrained, but what is your why for everything you're creating? Cause you don't just work this job, you work a full-time job outside of that building your brand, brand. Your legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Lou Alexander, Big Ass Jogger, the yeah, brand, you. Yeah. You know, I wanted something proprietary to me. And when I started Big Ass Joggers, you know, we were in a time of uncertainty. And during the time of uncertainty, you know, as the pandemic was unfolding, I needed to give something that was positive to push people to move in a direction that they were allowing themselves to look at themselves bigger than what situation they were in. And I knew the guy that I was at the time, the guy that I was at the time during, you know, anything in life when I was coming through this maturation of losing weight and doing those things is that I was suffering. I was suffering from so much emotionally. I was suffering from so much, you know, mentally that I wasn't allowing myself to be my biggest self at whatever I do. And I needed someone to pour information, pour confidence poor positivity in me. And so I needed, again, to step away and get out of my own way. And when I did that, I saw a mission. And it's literally how I started Big Ass Joggers. I started to jog. And people used to tell me about this jogging high, right, that you get when you jog. And I decided to just let my mind go one time. And it was March 27th, 2020. Never forget the date. And I was jogging and my wife had went into the house and she said, hey, I'm going to leave you. Uh, I'm going to leave and, and me and Coda are going to go upstairs and I want you to just get your jog in. So I end up jogging and I was watching my watch and I was tracking and I was just running and I found myself jogging two miles, two or three miles. And it was at like an eight, low eight minute pace. And I'm like, so I was like, what, what, what did I just do? And so I'm like, OK, let me share this experience with people on social media, literally organic. I just start talking and I said, guys, I just ran two miles and under, you know, 830 and I feel amazing. I just want to tell you that we can't be confined in our circumstances. We got to let ourselves think outside of our circumstance Mm -hmm. and not hold ourselves in confinement to whatever our situation is. And then a spark came. Promise you a spark came. And I was like, if there's any big ass joggers out there, this is what I said. I was gonna ask about the name. I literally said, if there's any big ass joggers out there, let me know. Because if there's big ass joggers, I want you to be a part of this movement. And at first it was about size and stature, but then I started to peel back the layer a little bit. No, it's more than that. I don't care about the economic status you are. I don't care about the size and stature. I don't care about your creed, your ethnicity, your race. All I care about is you being your biggest self at whatever you do, being the biggest mentally, being the biggest when it comes to your emotions, being the biggest when it comes to pursuing your goals. And that was the mission. And that mission was curated March 27, 2020. It was so, it came out of you. Like I literally say when ideas and things are meant to happen, 
it should just flow. Like when people tell me like, oh, I can't think of a name. Yep. I have to think about a name for this brand yep. or this book. And I'm like, you can't think about, you gotta let it flow to you. Because yep. if you try, it's not, the right name's not gonna come. No. That literally just like birthed out of you. Oh, it burst, on it, the high. it like, burst out. And then I was doing a little bit of R&D. I was doing a little research and development. People were, sending me Instagram requests and, and messages. Now, when I started my Instagram, I was off social media. I started my social media when I thought about starting Big Ass Joggers and I had 300 followers. 300. And that was seven months, eight months ago. Yeah, and, and guys, you guys all know this. I always say the algorithm now, it's, so, it's such a different game. It's saturated. Grow. It's so- like If you can grow, when you say how much you've grown, that's all. That's like a million followers back in the day. Well, what, what, what I'm seeing now though, is not about how much I've grown. I see how much I interact with people. People that are actually interacting with the content. And I was the doing message, the, the message, the movement, oh. and people resharing and people saying like, man- oh, buying your merch. Buying my merch. That's a big deal. So that, like no, it's not resharing. It. They they wear my merch, so now I'm seeing all those reshares on your store. Yeah, it's, it's awesome and awesome. Yeah. And so now, like I have my apparel line where you know it makes people see and feel and connected to a story, and they love it. And people are so excited now to reshare it on social social media, it's a part of where it. they're like, "Hey, Lou, I got your shirt." And 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 this is what this wasn't built for me to have any financial gain. I truly just wanted to empower people. Yeah. I mean, even now when people purchase things from me, like I tell my fulfillment guys, like, hey, throw an extra couple, throw a water bottle, throw some shorts, throw a t-shirt in there. You know, we got some uh, PPE mask stuff. So I'm like, throw a mask in there. Like I literally try to make sure that there's people that know the message and they can spread this word, man. And, and that's it's where- so pure. Like, it's so pure. He's saying that to you guys and like, I know Lou and yeah. he means that. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's why we were even saying like, okay, this can be events. Cause like, I just like, see, like the merch is literally just so people can take the yeah. action and join yeah. the movement. Cause yeah. any successful brand at the end of the day, yeah. it's community. A lot it's of community. people yeah. will like come to me and want to work, like companies and be like, we want to work because they don't have a, I always say it's about building the community you and have to build that community. And people connected because that's why brands are now like, oh, we need to go into ads and marketing. But it's like, if you actually build that true authentic brand that has a why that makes you cry and you can connect people to the emotional story, AKA loose story. Yeah. Cause everyone relates to it. People yeah. buy people. Yeah. You have a brand that's going to be a legacy brand. Yeah, exactly. It, it excites me so like, this is actually I a know. perfect segue. I know, I because know. You're not done yet. You're just getting no, started. No. So what's the vision for the Big Ass Jogger, your brand, your name? What's the vision for it? Yeah. Everybody? So, you know, Big Ass Jogger had, has allowed me to parlay into so many different avenues. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize, you know, so much of directions and avenues I was able to go with Big Ass Joggers. And where I see Big Ass Joggers in the next five years is I am offering a service of mindset. And when I say mindset is that I want to talk to people and have them understand what it means to have a mindset of mine, but teach them the tactics along the way. I'm a public speaker as well. So, you know, I can see myself doing several events under the Big Ass Joggers brand and umbrella, totally. um, you know, making sure that I can go to some of these keynote events and different things of that nature, speak on several panels. I see so much more, you know, it's not just apparel, it's more than apparel, you know, and I think my biggest goal is to get back to the communities that I come from, get back to those communities and offer my service to people that really, really need it. And that I can show them that there is more to your story 
as long as you follow the journey and you go along the journey. And so, you know, for me, I see so much for big ass joggers. We can be here all day. Um, But, you know, I want to get into actually building like I want to get into treadmills. I want to I want I want I want I want my own big ass jogger treadmill. So I run two miles and I I, I and I run two miles every day. And if you guys hear me on my social social media, you'll see me here. Chirp, chirp. That's my. That's that's, that's my thing. That's my signature. Is a chirp chirp. So give me a chirp chirp. <laughs> so so you know you talk about coffee and a good vibe. I'm I'm definitely no coffee needed. I just need a chirp chirp. That's you it. Coffee in the morning. No. Before you go do that. Wow. No no. I try to drink coffee two days out of the week. No way. Yeah yeah. Monday mo- Mondays and Thursdays are my like toughest. I already day. have my next question after. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, yeah, I want it to be so much more and I want to have my own events that I'm running and programs and, you know, adding that, uh, workout component to it. And also I think it's like all the pillars of you, all, that make all you the pillars, all the pillars of me, you know, and honing that in. So yeah, I see, a, I see a lot for it. For it's sure. all coming because your community is dying for it. Yeah. I see it on your social. Everyone's your DMS are probably crazy, crazy. Crazy. crazy and it's all about engagement right yeah. especially with social media now a lot of people will say like you know i don't have a lot of followers i'm like you don't need ten thousand followers to have a multi-million dollar no. brand that impacts millions like no. you just need that qual like you need to stand for something so people can feel compelled to make the shifts and you're all about making people make those shifts to change yeah, their life for sure like, for sure oh it's so powerful thank you thank you uh, so I have to ask the question because yeah. I feel like people, I'm like a routine person, I love routine, <laughs> I love structure. And yeah. I think that like, there's that quote that sticks with me, discipline creates freedom. And yeah, I know that it's important to have balance in life, but I also think like in order to have the life that like you're a father, you are a husband, husband yeah. you are an athlete, yeah. you are a an entrepreneur, yeah. you are an investor, you are yeah. a, <laughs> you do something and you, um, or a manager, a leader at work. So it's like, how does someone, cause I, I, I feel like I get this a lot. A lot of people are saying, you know, I don't have enough hours in the day. And I'm always uh, saying like, you have to- You gotta, you gotta make it, yeah. And then I kind of have two questions. So how do you structure your day? Cause I almost want people to see like the fact that like you actually do put in the work. Cause we yeah. were saying this before, like people only see on social, like the run, they don't see every part of the day, but you literally wake up at 4 a.m. I work at 4 You go, I w- would love for you to like, kind of just give like an overview of like yeah. how you work. And then a letter, another second part to that is like how you have the energy to show up the way you are everywhere you go. Yep. Do you have any like mindset routines? I know you yeah. don't drink coffee, where do you want there? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. what do you use? Is it the diet? Like, I think, yeah, I think it's the diet. I think it starts with the diet. But, you know, also, too, the biggest component is I compartmentalize my life. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is everything has their compartments. When I wake up in the morning at four o'clock, that's loo time from four to five o'clock or five thirty or six. That is my time. That's the time that I devote to making sure I can work on me. Right. And when I'm saying the brand, big ass joggers, myself, you know, my own mental capacity, my own mental awareness, that's my time. No one can interrupt that time. Right. And that is what I do first. Secondly, after that is now granted, too, if you miss out and you miss out on taking care of yourself, it's a domino effect. Everything else won't be aligned. So I create a process of taking care of myself first in the morning. And then after that, now I get back from my running time to give my son, 
you know, his bowl of cereal in the morning or give him oatmeal, you know, be with him. And then after I devote that time to him, again, compartments, there's another compartment where it's my work and I'm talking about my day to day job. And so now, granted, I'm working from eight to four. But in between at times on my break, you know, I'm able to, again, devote time to calling my wife, you know, devote time to checking DMs, you know, devote time to social media strategy. You know, I'm not using my lunch break just to eat. Totally. Even when we wanted to have a business meeting, you're like, we can do my lunch. Sure. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So my time, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always hustling. I'm always on the go. I need to hustle because I can't mess up my schedule and my routine. And then when I get done with my day, I'm devoting again another four hours to big ass joggers, to being a father, to being a husband. Oh, and now you're doing, this is your third interview of the day? It's my third <laughs> interview of the day, you know? So this is like, you know, from, from this is my third interview yeah. of the day. So like, I'm always going, I'm you always hustling. I make time. And I think that that's one of the things you always have to be cognizant of is that you can make time. I don't drink coffee, but what I, what I can say, I'm a huge believer in meditation. Mm. I do a ton of mindfulness meditation. I like to sit back and I like to reflect and I like to think about, you know, releasing thoughts that are negative, releasing thoughts that are worrying me, releasing thoughts that are holding me down. I like to sit back and understand that I am here for a reason and meditation allows you to get in that peace and understand where you are in that re in, in that regard. And so that's why I always try to meditate every morning because it releases so much from you where you can take and be so impactful of your day because you don't have the weight of the world relying on you and you just have to sit back and be peace of who you are. And I think meditation is my coffee, to be honest with you. So Hey, we gonna go, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna do it that way. So, I love that. Yeah. That is so beautiful. So, hey, maybe Big Ass Jogger is gonna release an app with a meditation hey, component. May, maybe so. I think the sky's the limit with this. And that's yeah. why it's like, it's so pure. It's an extension of who you are. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, people are like so multidimensional. Yeah, yeah. So the brand can pivot and evolve and grow with you. Yep, yep. So it just excites me beyond belief, like yep. where this whole thing is yeah, I appreciate that. go. And I'm so excited and i just want to thank you so much excited, for yeah. like today and thank you your time third interview of the day i know i know i know i know i know i know third one of the day and I, I gotta go home and now i gotta be a husband and uh that's gonna take some more time but you know what it, it, it's, it's what we bed. pay for i go to bed typically around 10 30 11 because i work on my business so I, I sometimes i can go to i can go to bed at 12. so it depends but i wake i any rest days yes so i take off so i go two days so i work out. Well, when it comes to working out and just doing everything, I go from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, off day Wednesday, then I'm back on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. And then I'll take another, and then I'm back on throughout the week. Or I'll try to take a little bit of a half day on Sunday, but I'll try to rest at least one day on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Now you're me. doing like the training if you guys are in LA. Motion LA yeah, now. Yeah, you're training and they're doing classes on Sundays and Wednesdays and it's just like, yeah, I feel like you, we, life gets busier but we up level and we just get better. We get better. Yeah. We get better and you find ways, like I said, to, you, you find things to prioritize. And then your tribe around you is key. Yeah. Like keeping those people around you yeah. that are gonna up level you. You can't be around people who are not moving and playing the all game right. at your level. Listen, all, for all the guys out there, I know we're out here, we're in a world of being single and enjoying life, but get you a wife. 
a wife is the best thing in the world because she the keeps right wife, like the right Raina. wife, like Raina, my my wife. She keeps shout my butt. Shout out to you. Um, she keeps my butt aligned, and she makes sure that I am punctual. So believe me, I can't miss meetings because of her. And so that's why I'm always on my grind. So I like to take all the credit. I'm just a face, but there's a huge engine behind me that's having me work. And that's amazing because I know you, you said it in the beginning. She was part of your life when you were back in school. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So another message for you men out there. When yes. you meet the right one, don't, don't know let her go. there's a lot of, yeah, don't yeah. let her go. Yeah, don't let her go. I know all these guys she, out here. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's plenty of fish. We don't see. No, I know. When you get the right fish. You better, you better hook it and you better make sure you're reeling her in because I'll tell you right now, <laughs> it's been 10 years and we've been going strong since, man, we were in college 10 years. My wife and I. We've been through everything she, together. I was going to say, she wasn't just here for the NFL. No. She was here for college too. And like all college, but even before the NFL, I got with my wife early. We got together my, my mm. sophomore year of college. So men take notes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, DM me if you need some help. I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, on that perfect note, yep. plug yourself out. Yeah. What's the best way people can connect with you? Everything's going to be linked below, but yeah. love to hear the people can hear. Where's your favorite place? Absolutely. So um, I live a lot on Instagram. I'm expanding social, but Instagram is where you can really, really find me. And that's uh, Lou underscore B-I-G-A-88 jogger. That's where you can find me on, on Instagram and then find me on my website. That's the link is in the bio, but it's um, it's bigassjogger.com and that's spelled B-I-G-A-88. 88 jogger.com so yeah please tap in and uh, if you want some inspiration motivation daily i got you and uh you know i think you wouldn't be um you would be satisfied with the results that you'll get after you listen to just You're the, the morning. first person i watch in the mornings on stories that's awesome that's awesome. don't don't flatter me instagram don't flatter knows me. It, you know, instagram algorithm thing it's like whoever you guys engage with the most or refer back to like yeah. watching their stuff it's going to keep serving you their content oh yeah, yeah so you're always the first one and it's so good because you're up in adam like you're always up on your story like, always because you do the trip trip yeah every morning <laughs> so it's like always awesome to that's see just that. a wake-up call I'm just like damn i gotta get up to the <laughs> go in i think social media uh, on another note it's like social media can be such a positive thing depending on who you guys follow and look yeah. up to like yeah i know everyone's talking about the negative sides to it but I don't know. I feel like that's a question I always get asked. Like, how do you stay so positive? Right. But it's because of the people I follow and, and, and keep in my circle. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't follow anyone who's like, I was at the club. Club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Hey, listen, sometimes that's good for entertainment, but, uh, but yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. During the week, just. You need, you need, you need that. You need some motivation. You need uh, something. Right. But. So, follow awesome. Lou. Yeah. Follow So him, I always end on a signature yeah. kind of like, not even like a. It's a question, I guess. What is to leave the audience? You can leave them anything you want. You could leave them with like a quote that's your own, but something motivational, like that a statement maybe that touched your life or some statement that someone needs to hear out there that maybe if they're listening to this and they need that motivation would shift their, their mindset a little bit. Like yeah. any statement that will really like home and kind of end this episode off on like the best note yeah um wow, wow. that's uh i gotta go into my bag um i would say lead with curiosity and courage because it yields results but always have faith as your leader that's what i would say because faith leads you to everything and endless possibilities oh 
That's so beautifully said. I yeah. have faith on my wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. It yeah, hit home yeah, for me, and yeah. I hope it hit home for you guys. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Absolutely. Lou, and Absolutely. thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Cool. Thank you so much.